Hi there, everybody. Ed asked me to chime in and let you know about me. My name is Dan, and I am weird. But I don't see weird as a bad thing. Weird just means people marching to the beat of a different drum, not fitting into that hole that society wants to shove you into. On my show, The Power of Weird, I'm talking to people like me. The weirder, the better. So when you're done listening to this great episode of the Dead America Podcast, come on over to thepowerofweird.com and start the descent into your weirdom. And remember, be the weird you want to see in the world. I'll see you next time on The Power of Weird. Welcome to this week's episode of Dead America. I'm Ed Waters, the host, and this week we're going to talk about passion. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western form, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, I'm deeply in love with you. I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and the hurt. Not because challenge called me. But because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream. And I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds from the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three, two, one.
love you always. Kobe. Everybody should have some sort of passion. You know, for a long time, I was about to give up on life. I thought that I lost everything and I could not enjoy life anymore. I thought I was at the end of my road. I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And yet, Somehow I knew I had to carry on. I had to find a new passion, a way to make a better life for myself. How can I enjoy a life after going through such a devastating period? So I am here this morning. I'm listening to the Kobe Bryant Memorial, and I found such inspiration out of the words of Michael Jordan. So I want to listen to a little bit about passion, finding that passion, knowing what passion should drive you. This is such an inspirational story. I thought I had better share it because I feel the same way. And I know so many of you do too. When you lose the ability to do the things that you love and you come to the end of it, it sure can be devastating. But there's always new passions. I found podcasting. You know, I was about to give up podcasting too. And then I remembered... It is my passion now. And when I set off to do something right, I try to become a master at it. And that's what I am doing with podcasting. I want to become the best. That doesn't mean I'll be the best, but the passion, the drive, the want the endurance to get to there, that's what it's about. When we can use our passion to drive us and drive us in the right direction, that really matters. Kobe Bryant's death, it was a devastating event. But what came of it was a lot of passion. Let's listen to Michael Jordan real quick. You know, all of us have brothers and sisters, little brothers, little sisters who, for whatever reason, always tend to get in your stuff, <laughs> your closet, your shoes, everything. It was a nuisance, if I can say that word. But that nuisance turned into love over a period of time, just because the admiration that they had for you as big brothers or big sisters. The questions, the wanting to know every little detail about life that they were about to embark on. 
He used to call me, text me, 11.30, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Talking about post-up moves, footwork, and sometimes the triangle. At first, it was an aggravation. But it, then it turned into a certain passion. This kid had passion like you would never know. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing about passion. If you love something, if you have a strong passion for something, you would go to the extreme to try to understand or try to get it. Either ice cream, Cokes, hamburgers, whatever you have a love for. If you have to walk, you will go get it. If you have to beg someone, you will go get it. What Kobe Bryant was to me was the inspiration that someone truly cared about the way I either I played the game or the way that he wanted to play the game. He wanted to be the best basketball player that he could be. And as I got to know him, I wanted to be the best big brother that I could be. <laughs> to do that, you had to put up with the aggravation, the late night calls, or the dumb questions. I took great pride as I got to know Kobe Bryant that he was just trying to be a better person, a better basketball player. We talked about business. We talked about family. We talked about everything. And he was just trying to be a better person. Now he's got me, I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. <laughs> I told my wife I wasn't gonna do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. That is what Kobe Bryant does to me. I'm pretty sure Vanessa and his friends all can say the same thing. He knows how to get to you in a way that affects you personally, even though if he's being a pain in the ass. But it sh he always, you ever have a sense of love for him in the way that he can bring out the best in you. And he did that for me. I remember maybe a couple of months ago, he sends me a text and he's saying, I'm trying to teach my daughter some moves. And I don't know what I was thinking or what I was working on, but what, would you, what were you thinking about when you were trying to, as you were growing up, trying to work on your moves? I said, what age? He says, 12. 
I said, at 12, I was trying to play baseball. <laughs> he sends me a text back saying, laughing my ass off. <laughs> and this was at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but the thing about him was we could talk about anything that related to basketball, but we can talk about anything that related to life. And we, as we grow up in life, rarely have friends that we can have conversations like that. Well, it's even rare when you can grow up against adversaries and have conversations like that. I went and saw Phil Jackson in 1999 or maybe 2000. I don't know when Phil was here in L.A. And I walk in and Kobe's sitting there. And the first thing, I'm in a suit. First thing Kobe said, did you bring your shoes? No, I wasn't thinking about playing. But his attitude to compete and play against someone he felt like he could enhance and improve his game with. To me, that's what I loved about the kid. Absolutely loved about the kid. No matter where he saw me, it was a challenge. And I admired him because his passion, you rarely see someone who's looking and trying to improve each and every day, not just in sports, but as a parent, as a husband. I am inspired by what he's done and what he shared with Vanessa and what he's shared with his kids. I have a daughter who's 30 who just um, became a grandparent. And I have two twins. I have the twins at six. I can't wait to get home to become a girl dad and to hug them and to see the love that they, and the smiles that they bring to us as parents. He taught me that just by looking at this tonight, looking at how he responded and reacted with the people that he actually loved. These are the things that we will continue to learn from Kobe Bryant. To Vanessa, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, my wife and I will keep you close in our hearts and our prayers. We will always be here for you, always. I also want to offer our condolences and support to all the families affected by this enormous tragedy. Kobe gave every last ounce of himself to whatever he was doing. After basketball, he showed a creative side to himself that I didn't think any of us knew he had. In retirement, he seemed so happy. He found new passions, and he continued to give back as a coach in his community. More importantly, he was an amazing dad, amazing husband, who dedicated himself to his family and who loved his daughters with all his heart. Kobe never left anything on the court. And I think that's what he would want for us to do. No one knows how much time we have. That's why we must live in the moment. We must enjoy the moment. We must 
reach and see and spend as much time as we can with our families and friends and the people that we absolutely love. To live in the moment means to enjoy each and every one that we come in contact with. When Kobe Bryant died, a piece of me died. And as I look in this arena and across the globe, a piece of you died or else you wouldn't be here. Those are the memories that we have to live with and we learn from. I promise you from this day forward, I will live with the memories of knowing that I had a little brother that I tried to help in every way I could. Please rest in peace, little brother. Now, I don't know about you, but I found that so inspiring. And now as we close this episode of Dead America, I want to listen to Kobe Bryant and what he has to say. Let's listen to him. And I want to thank you for listening to Dead America. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And I will be back next week with a newfound passion and a newfound hope for what I am doing. Ed Waters, out. Enjoy this closing. <laughs> you know, you guys don't know this, but the last game, my last game uh, that we had here against the Utah Jazz, I was really tired. I got home and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this thing. Um, I got one more game left, but I don't have any legs. And she said, I want to show you something. I got a gift for you for your last game. And uh, she proceeded to show me a row of retired jerseys from Baylor, from Magic, from Shaq, from Cap, all with personal messages signed to me, including from Michael Jordan, including from the great Bill Russell, including from the great Larry Bird, and when I saw that, I knew then that I had to turn it up. I had to turn it up. So thank you, baby, for being an inspiration to me. And, uh, and lastly, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I hope that tonight is not, you know, you guys know that, you know, if you do the work, you work hard enough, dreams come true. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Mamba out.